You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Here is what King Solomon says. He said, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it or uses it. He's also using love it in terms of connecting with what is previously said, those who love it, those who connect with it, will eat its fruit. But notice, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it or use it will eat its fruit, or you're going to reap based upon how you use your tongue. Are y'all with me this morning? Remember, I needed y'all to be attentive this morning. Notice, again, death and life are in the power of the tongue. The tongue is a small member when you consider it physically. It's not a big member. It's a small member. But though the tongue is a small member of the body, it can cause great damage. Come on, somebody. Notice what he said. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. If we receive this as being true, then we better be careful how we use our tongue. Remember I said it's going to be personal. We need to be careful. If death and life are in the power of the tongue, then I need to watch my mouth. Right? You need to watch your, your mouth. You don't need to just watch your mouth or guard your tongue at church. Come on. We need to guard our mouth at work. You don't need, we don't even need to let our guard down even when we're at the house. Why? Because just like you can speak death with your mouth on your job or at church, you can do it in the privacy of your home. Am I right? So based upon this subject or this text, my subject this morning is simple. Use your tongue better. Use your tongue better. I want you to look at a neighbor and just tell him or her, use your tongue better. Come on, don't be afraid. I'm looking at another neighbor and tell him or her, use your tongue better. 
And let's give God a praise for our subject on this morning. Use your tongue better. A proverb I want you to receive represents two things. Number one, a proverb is a wise saying that reveals truth. A proverb is a wise saying that reveals truth. If a person reads a proverb and if he or she receives the message of the proverb, you are in actuality receiving truth. Come on, somebody. Now, according to what Jesus said in John 8, 31 and following, Jesus said something important. He said, you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So if a proverb reveals truth, if truth is that which can free me or liberate me, then I don't want to just become a person who memorizes Proverbs, but I want to be a person who applies what the proverb is revealing. Come on, I said a whole lot then. I don't want to just be somebody who can memorize a good saying. Uh, I don't want to be a person who talks wise, but acts foolish. Oh, come on. There's a whole lot of folk. When you listen to how they talk as far as words are concerned, if they would put into action their words, they could transform their life for the better. And see, I don't want to just sound like a wise man. I want to be a wise man. Come on, somebody. Because you can make it a habit of quoting what somebody else says, but it ain't benefiting your life. Not the way it needs to benefit your life. Are y'all with me this morning? And so a proverb, again, is a wise saying that reveals truth. And when the proverb reveals truth, again, we not only need to hear the truth, but we need to apply the truth to our lives. And how many would be honest this morning and admit that sometimes hearing the truth hurts. I'm seeing how many amens I get. I say sometimes hearing the truth hurts. And that's when some of us, we, we don't want the truth. Because we're often offended by the truth. Paul told an entire church, have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Folk will get mad at you over the truth. Oh, I'm going to break this down. Folk will stop being your friend over the truth. Oh, there's some of you in here. If folk tell you the truth about you, you will stop talking to that person. You'll treat them in a mean and disrespectful way. And what did they do to you? What did they say that was so offensive? They told you the truth. Oh, and some of you are so quiet sitting there right now. You must be that person who is offended when you're told the truth. 
But you know what I found out? Sometimes people will actually ask for the truth. They will want the truth. Well, hey, don't hold back and back. Tell me. I can handle the truth. And then when you put truth on the table, they get up and run from the table. They get up and leave, though they ask for the truth. But do you know it takes being mature to not only desire truth, but when somebody puts truth on the table, you have to look at it and say, yes, that hurts, but it's going to make me better. That hurt my little old feeling, but my feelings needed to be hurt because it's time that I grow up. It's time that I do better in that area. So thank you for the truth. Oh, y'all ain't giving me many clap this morning. I know it's going to be a little tight. There are folks who don't like preachers who tell the truth. Folks now looking, not all, but some are looking for churches where the preacher is telling jokes or lies. Saying what keeps everybody laughing. But sometimes your life will never be transformed until you hear the truth and apply it. I know I'm where I'm at right now as a result of hearing truth. Listen, some of it hurt, but I know it was truth or it was right. Don't discount something that's said to you just because it hurts you. Come on. And when you're immature, it hurts. It hurts real bad. But the way to grow is to say, hey, that hurt. And, and how many know, sometimes you got to tell certain folk the truth, and then you got to give them a moment. You know how she act. Give her a moment. You told her the truth. Give, give her a moment. You told her the truth. Don't expect her to turn around and cook. Give her a moment. You told her the, you told her the truth. Woo! There are men who can't handle the truth. They have a certain image of themselves that is false. And when told the truth, they act like Childish. I thought y'all were going to finish it, boys. There are women who know there are certain men that, oh, he real manly pastor. Until he's confronted with the truth. Because he runs from the truth. Woo. Number two, a proverb is a short, concise saying that gives or offers advice. A proverb is a short, concise saying that offers or gives advice. Why is that important? Because the right advice can change your life forever. Somebody need to shout forever. Somebody shout forever. You, do you receive that? The right advice can change your life forever. How many have received the right advice in time past? It not only changed your life the day you received it, but it's still causing change 
for the better in your life to this day. What somebody told me that I received, that I a man, and I quickly put into action, it blessed me on that day, and it's been blessing me ever since. Why? Because one thing about truth is that it never gets old. You keep walking in truth. If it freed you yesterday, walk in it today, and it'll free you today. Come on, saint, because sometimes stuff gonna grab your mind. You gotta know how to walk in the truth so your mind will get free. I thank God for the good advice that he has given me over the years that I received. I received that in order to be a better man. Well, I received it in order to be a better husband. I received it in order to be a better father. I received it in order to be a better leader. Some ministers are not better because they fight truth. Some deacons are not better because they fight truth. Some leaders are not better. Whoa, because they fight truth. Some marriages could be better this morning. If a husband, if a wife, stop fighting truth. Stop fighting it. It hurt, but receive it. It hurt, but it needed to be said. Woo, y'all, y'all see how y'all looking at me. I said it hurt, but it needed to be said. Folk playing with you, telling you what you want to hear. That's not right. That ain't good for you. That ain't good for you. For years down the road, when you shipwreck and you ruin your life, you can't just blame them for their bad advice, but blame yourself for running to people who known for giving you bad advice. Don't act like all the advice we've gotten in life has been good. Some folk have gave us some jacked up advice. And some of you have gave people some, some bad advice. But guess what? When you gave it to them, a lot of us was in a bad place at the time we gave it to them. When you're a bitter person about what you've been through in life, you ain't going to give folk no good advice. Your advice is coming out of how bitter you are. Don't take advice from no person who's been in a bad relationship and they hadn't got over that. Don't take no advice from them about no relationship. Don't do it. Don't do it. Matter of fact, you need to let them know, look, when we talk relationship, matter of fact, with you, that's off limits. Because you still ain't got over what so-and-so did to you. Oh, y'all, y'all, come on here now. Notice... Proverbs 18, 21. Notice that Solomon said death and life. Death and life. Death. I'm going to give you three things that death is figurative of. Because we know what death means literally. But Solomon is also talking about what death means or what death stands for from a figurative standpoint. And so notice again Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Number one, death figuratively has to do with ruin. 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 See, your life can be in ruin 
this morning because of how you talk. Because of how you talk. Number two, death has to do with destruction. You could be seeing destruction in your life. Things being destroyed rather than being built up. But it's due to how you use your tongue. How you use your tongue. Sadly, some people use their tongue to tear down themselves. Y'all ever seen a person always using their mouth to speak about themselves in a negative? See, I told you, I told you it was going to be personal. You, you ever seen it? You ever witnessed it? Some of us do the devil's job for him. See, the devil going to put you down. Demons going to put you down as a Christian. But some of us, we're always putting ourselves down. Speaking about our life in a destructive way. And then finally, death is figurative of the end. If we are not careful, we can use our mouth, our tongue, to put an end to something that needs to be continual. This is some really good teaching this morning. I said we can use our tongue to bring an end to something that the will of God is for that to be continual. But how I'm using my tongue is bringing an end to something. It's killing something. Woo, you can use your tongue to kill things. I'm going to say it again. You can use your tongue to kill things. Things that need to live. Things that need to grow. But how are you talking? How are you using your tongue? Notice Matthew. Oh, hang in here this morning. Notice the book of Matthew. Notice the book of Matthew. Mm. Matthew 12. Notice verse 34. Today's message, if you don't know it already, is life-changing. This is one of those life-changing messages. And you may be here saying, but Pastor, we're not, we, 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 we not jumping up and down. We're not, we, we not getting real excited. Yeah, but let me tell you something. Most messages, or some messages, I should say, that come to change our lives... We won't be jumping and all excited. We have to just sit and be attentive. Sit and listen with the intent of obeying. Pastor, I didn't just come to church, but I came to get a word and live according to that word. That's what I come to do. And see, I'm sitting right where you're sitting. As the word is coming, it's something that I have to be purposed to live by. I have to be purposed to live by. Minister Cochran talked about it earlier. But enough of coming to church, getting a good word, but failing to apply it. 
Mm -mm. That, 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 that's not me anymore. I, I, I'm too appreciative for a good word. Come on, I say I'm too appreciative for a good word. Well, Pastor, you know, I just want things to change. Nothing's going to change until you start hearing and applying the word. Tears don't change stuff. Crying all the time, acting like a little bitty baby, like you need a pacifier stuck in your mouth. No, you need a pacifier. Somebody need to jake it out your mouth and tell you, look, what's going to change you, sister. What's going to make you better is hearing and applying the word that you get every Sunday. Come on, every time God is speaking, we need to be hearing and applying. Can't just keep sitting there not, not receiving. And when you look at your life, things are getting worse. Mm -mm. Note in Matthew 12 and 34, I'm concerned with the latter clause. Matthew 12 and 34. Notice what Jesus said, brood of vipers. How can you be an evil speak good things? This is what I want us to really mainly focus on. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, notice this plural, speaks. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The mouth, uh, the heart I should say, is synonymous in this text with the mind. The mind and the heart are one and the same in this verse. That cannot always be said throughout the Bible, but in this verse it's one and the same. For out of the abundance of the heart, listen church, or the mind. The mouth speaks. If you're taking note, please note that the tongue and the mouth, or the mouth, the tongue or the mouth is connected to our heart or our mind. I, I want you to see how closely they are connected. The tongue and the mouth are closely connected to the heart or the mind. See, that means if I don't get my mind right, it's no way I can get my tongue right. Come on. I said if I don't get my mind right, no way I can get my tongue right. Oh, I'm going to go a little step further. If I don't work on my mind, I can't work on my tongue. Because what's coming out of my mouth is a result of what's in my mind. Well, Pastor, I, I'm, I'm just watching what I say around folk. Yeah, you can do that. But then when you by yourself, you still ain't saying the right thing. Don't, don't go through life trying to fake and pretend. Why pretend to be something that you could actually be? Oh, I'm finna drop a major one on y'all. Why pretend to be happy when you can actually be happy? And there is a difference. And some of y'all ought to be giving me more amen. You done pretended. You done been insincere about your smile. It was only outward. 
feel smile shouldn't just be outwardly. It should be inwardly. I told y'all this word was going to deal with us. You know a lot of saints don't know that. They don't know how closely connected the tongue is with the mind. With the mind. Jesus, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The mouth speaks. Look at that close connection. We could even call the tongue and the mind first cousins. <laughs> Come on, somebody. How many still consider first cousin to be close, Ken? That's close, Ken. <laughs> Y'all don't remember growing up seeing somebody in the opposite set that you felt like was pretty or attractive. So I have to go here with y'all. Only for one of your old relatives to say to you, you know how they say it. There go Miss Barnes, I already finished it. You know that's your cousin. <laughs> Woo, I mean, never had it happen to you. You just, you just somebody caught your interest. You, you can raise your hand. Your, your spouse shouldn't be going all back trying to see who that was. Look, they caught your attention, attractive, fine, or whatever, only for later on for you to find out, again, an old person tell you, you know that's your cousin. Some of you need to smile, you act like you're married to your cousin. <laughs> listen, listen, and if we be honest, th this was our response. How close are they? Well, she your daddy's, daddy's, granddaddy's, sister, brother's child. And, and you're like, that's too far. Round filth. Some folk discount. Come on. Hold on, hold on, because I got to move on. But the tongue... And the heart of first cousins. They close king. So you got to remember that before you be able to receive what God wants us to receive. Remember Wednesday night how I talked about the disciples got in that storm? They left with Jesus saying, let's go to the other side. Remember how I brought out how they was in agreement with Jesus, with the word, to go over to the other side. But when a great windstorm arose, what was in their heart was revealed through their mouth. Remember, their heart was filled with fear. And so out of their mouth came what they had no business uttering or saying, especially to their teacher. Remember what I told you? They said, do you not care that we are perishing? One thing you don't want to say in a storm is that you are perishing. But see, that's what was in their mind because of fear. Somebody better pay attention this morning. So they had no choice but to speak based upon their heart or their mind. We 
are perishing. And this is the reason Jesus rebuked them. This is the reason he rebuked them. Notice, we must use our tongue better. A life-changing word for the house. We have to be purposed to use our tongue better. Look at somebody real quick and just say, you got to work on your mouth. Come on, you got to work on your mouth. You got to work on that that little member. Jane talked about how it's little, but how it can start. Woo, you can use your mouth and set something to fire. Can I be honest? You can use your mouth and set something on fire that you can't put out. That's burning because of your mouth. That's lit because of your mouth. That's happening the way it's happening because God been listening to how you've been talking. You and I are a product of how we talk. Come on, I said we are a product of how we talk. You are primarily where you at this morning and a lot of it has to do with your mouth. No, Pastor, if I told you what, what people done did to me just this year alone, then you'll see why I am where I am. No, no, no. Because let me tell you something. There are some people who going to forever be shady. Come on. I, 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 that's the only thing that came to my mind. There are some people out here who are just out for evil. No good in your family, in my family, in church, on your job. But see, they going to do what they going to do. I wish I had somebody here just being honest this morning. You know you know some people that until they really want to change, that's what you get. Remember how teacher, when somebody show you who they are, believe them. Believe them. Don't be sitting around playing the fool, waiting on a fool to change. Look, he showed you who he was. Believe him. Come on. But you can never put your destiny into the hands of other folk. See, no matter how much you are mistreated, it still matters what you say. Oh, let me break this down. What do I mean by use your tongue better? Number one, if you take your notes, we must work on improving our tongue, improving how you talk. You got to improve 
how you respond to things with your tongue. You have to improve. You have to improve. And there's some of us right now, that little bit of truth may have hurt you. But you got to improve. Got to improve. Some of you been in church too long, you got to improve. Come on, you got to improve. Some of us, you're over people, you got to improve. Some of your parents, you got to improve. Because see, if you don't get your mouth right, you're raising another generation. Look, I got to say it how it me. To talk that dumb stuff that you talk. Mama, if you don't get your tongue right, you're raising that girl to talk that same dumb stuff that you talk. I know you don't like it. I'll say it again. Parents, if you don't change... And stop talking, stop uttering all of that dumb stuff around those children. Guess what's going to happen? They're going to come up and they're going to do what we did. Many of us, we picked up bad sayings. Now, Pastor, I'm going to amen you, but don't, don't you, I, I feel like you're about to talk about grandma. Don't you talk about grandma. Lit. I'm talking about your grandma. I'm talking about your granddaddy. Come on, and the one we hate, I'm talking about your mama. You have to recognize when you have picked up a bad saying. And just discontinue saying it. Don't try to cover up. Oh, that's just stuff we say. Look at your life. You don't get to just say stuff and it not affect you. Matter of fact, this is not the primary message, but what we say affect other people. Their children right now, they are struggling. Young people in this church, they're struggling. To grab a hold to the things I teach, to the things Minister Cochran teaches, because of what they hear at home. Some of you do not make it your business to speak positive around your children and to teach them to do the same. If you hear your child call themselves dumb, you think that's funny? Correct them and correct them right now. Correct them out of love. Prove to him, prove to her that she is anything but dumb. Don't you ever let mama hear you call yourself dumb again. But see, you'd be surprised what folk laugh at and think it's funny. Well, mama, you know I can't learn. Don't, don't let me hear you say you can't learn. You run rings around me on that PlayStation. You, you learn. Come on. See, some of your parents, now you're getting it. They learned. 
You are no match for them. You show me a 14-year-old with a, with a phone and they'll run circles around you with that thumb. Come on. That thumb transformed like a transformer. Moving and... But they learn that. Some, some of our kids learn to use the phone and, and don't even have to look at it. Be looking, be looking right at you just doing what they're doing. That's how well they know their phone. Like some of you know your remote. Oh, I got to move on. Got to improve. The primary reason years ago that me and Donna didn't have a productive marriage, the primary reason we needed to improve our tongue. We needed to work on how we talk to each other. Woo! Married folk just looking. Yeah, think about it. In an unproductive marriage, and one of the primary reasons is unproductive is how you choose to talk to each other. That means somebody can go from a marriage being unproductive to it being productive. Oh, but wait a minute. Oh, you got to improve your tongue. Brother, you're going to have to talk to her better. You have to talk to her better than how you talk to your coworker. See, 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 because you nice to that woman on your job. If, if you talk to your wife the way you talk to that woman on your job, come on, come on, you 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 compliment that woman on everything. You, you, matter of fact, you know what that woman wore to work last Monday. You, you, you can rattle off what she wore. You notice when she get her half fits? Woo! You notice whether it's a wig, a weed, you, 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 you notice the color, you. I told y'all it was gonna be. Gotta what? Improve. Number two. Oh, y'all in the house now. Better represent, we have to use our tongue in a more excellent way. And somebody wants you to catch that. There are things we say that we got to stop and, and say to ourselves, look, there's a more excellent way of speaking. There's a more excellent way of talking or communicating. Woo! I'm loving this word. I'm telling you, I'm loving it. Because remember again, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and what? Life. Death and what? Life. Remember, you can use your tongue to speak death or to put an end to something. Let me give you several things. I want to mention several things that people use their tongue. They speak death or they put an end to something. Some folk put an end to good health. You know, some folk be 
not really conscious of what they're saying the way they need to. And they say stuff like, you know, I'm getting old and this body just breaking down. See, you shouldn't even be surprised if you just step off a step and just crack your, crack your knee. Come on. If it happened, well, what are you going to say? You, that's all you utter all the time. How you, how you getting older, your body just breaking down. I'm just gaining all this weight and just putting all this pressure on my knees. I'm just, you, you, you know you can get rid of that. You, you know you can get rid of some of that. <laughs> can I be honest? Big folk just looking like that ain't funny. That ain't funny. Big folks ain't no bad word. I mean, I'm telling you, we done got so sensitive now. I said big folks looking like that ain't funny. Y'all are like, who you can't say big folk? There are big people who complain about being big. But don't do nothing about it. The Bible talks about how when Moses died, go back and read about how 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 good of a shape his body was in. Eyes one dim, steel was strong. Y'all remember Caleb? Caleb was eighty five years old, ready to go up in the mountain and fight the giants in order to get his first house. At 85, he was still ready to fight for what belonged to him and told Joshua, I'm just as strong today as I was back then when Moses gave me the promise. See, I'm speaking life to somebody right now. You better watch your mouth in reference to age. Because if God got something for you, if God got something for you to do, he'll not only keep you around, but he'll keep you strong. I said he'll keep you strong. He'll keep you vibrant. Woo! I wish my married brothers would just give God a praise right now. Because, brothers, we need to stay strong. Good God Almighty, I need somebody to, to give God a praise like you know that he won't just keep me around, but God will keep me in good health. Come on, my sister. God wants you to be able to walk through that mall. God wants you to be able to go where you desire to go. B.C., the last time we was at the airport, this woman come up to me and Donna, and, and she, she was asking Donna, said, ma'am, you want a chair to walk up there in? Donna looked there like, oh, no, ma'am, I don't need that. And I said to myself, I looked there, I said, I don't know what she's thinking about. I said, I know that's right. We don't need that. We can walk this distance. See, you got to be careful. You got to be careful getting that handicap sticker in your car, and you really ain't... You gotta be, you just lazy. You don't really need that for what it's meant 
But you better be careful. You keep speaking that you're going to need to be in that first parking spot. And you're going to look around one day and can't walk ten feet. See, I watch how I speak concerning my body. Now, I know a lot of y'all get mad when I talk about it, but it is not by accident that I look this good. It's not by accident. It's a lot of hard. I know some of you don't like it. I, you, you always got to go there. Hey, yeah, I'm going now. Be seated. You can put an end to your happiness. You ain't got to be on that depression medicine the way you own it. You can get rid of some of that medicine, but you going to have to improve your tongue. You don't really need that the way you think you need it if you would just talk right. And that go for you and your child on that medicine. Because he need that cause of his energy. He got too much energy. I don't want to see a six-year-old that ain't got too much energy. Oh, I'm going to preach it right. Somebody may get mad, but you shouldn't be medicating your child up just to make them drowsy and sleepy at seven years old. When your child young, they should run around all day long. Be seated. I had my grandsons, I got to speed up, the other day, and I literally counted how many times they fell and got back up, and I stopped counting at 50. Just falling for nothing. I was going to see how long they go. Papa, can I get up there and jump off of that? I said, do it, boy. He just got up there jumping off. Papa, look at him. I said, do it again. Can you do it again? I'm just going to see how many times he is. That's... Most of the time when we grew up, we knew something was wrong with our children when they wasn't getting into something. When they wasn't moving. When they wasn't bumping and making noise. And then when they get down like that, you oh God, please help. I just want to hear him laughing again and up running. Prosperity. You can put an end to prosperity. You can be broke because of your mouth. Why do you talk more about what you can't afford rather than what you can afford with the God that you serve? As you know me, we can't afford that. We can't afford a house. We can't afford a nice car. We, we can't afford to go on vacation. And I know why you can't. And it ain't your job. It ain't what you make now. You never gonna find in the Bible where God based your blessings on what you make per hour. That's man-made. That's man-made. Well, Pastor, we in the poor bracket. Says who? Says who? Do you know what your God can do with $50,000 a year? Do you know how he can cause you to live? Come on, somebody. But many of you are always talking about what you can't do. 
Y'all got the house yet? Pastor, ain't that not that we can afford? Wow. Wow. Heart desires. You can put an end to your heart desire. God can be to the point where he about ready to drop your heart desire on you. And then you open up your mouth and kill it. Kill it. Kill it. You ain't going to have car payment. Somebody was about to bless you with a car. A very nice car. You open up your mouth and killed it. Uh-oh. They about to give you the promotion. You open up your mouth in front of the wrong person and talked about how you can't stand this job. And a person who was standing 10 feet away, who was about to go before the board and recommend you, just said, wow. Don't promote nobody that's sick of the company. I heard him say out of his mouth, he can't wait to leave here. Don't give him that $25,000 bonus. We need to take that money and do something else with it. Ooh, I got false attention now. I'll never get married. Wow. That ain't bad coming out of the mouth of somebody who don't want to be married. But if inwardly, care how old you are, if inwardly you still desire it, woo! Why speak that? Why speak that? Pastor, I'm speaking because nobody wants me. Nobody. Well, Pastor, you know, I got somebody, but I'm just worried about what folk going to say. You crazy. Because folk going to talk anyhow. Folk gonna talk if you stay single. Folk gonna talk if you get engaged. Folk gonna talk if you get married. Folk gonna talk if they see you long hard. Folk gonna talk. Oh, I need somebody to shout. Folk gonna talk. Y'all better shout it like you mean it. Folk gonna talk. I'm in the call, but see, you could be single because of your mouth. See, see, a brother could have been checking you out without you even knowing he was checking you out. And then he'll come out your mouth. I don't need a man. Well, the brother's sitting there like, well, I'm a man. She don't need me. I definitely don't want one that don't need me. But I really had my eye on her. Plus, I heard that young girl can cook, too. So I, But she don't need a man. Come on. Notice Psalm 39. We finna come in. <laughs> Woo! Y'all, y'all give me, uh, y'all give me less than 10 minutes and I close it off. Psalm 39. Oh, I told y'all that the word was life changing. It was life changing. My wife's so stupid. She can't get nothing right. She can't get nothing right. Well, I tell you what, my brother, you ain't helping. 
you are not helping. I don't care what pastor I'm telling you, that girl is slow, she's dumb, she's stupid, can't learn nothing, can't get nothing right. And see, brother, I'm about to believe you because she married you. See, see you, 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 whoo! Yeah, see, you, spouses have to be careful how we criticize one another because that was your choice. She can't be that stupid and you that smart and you chose stupid. Come on. I'm breaking it. God breaking that word down. And see, young sisters who are dating, make sure you get a man that know how to use his tongue with words. Y'all wrong as wrong can be. I feel like closing this book and leaving this. <laughs> oh, in this front row over here just laughing up something. <laughs> I gotta close that one. Psalm 39, y'all, boy, y'all is wrong. <laughs> Woo, Jesus, we got to get on from that. Psalm 39, 1. Oh, God. Please bring y'all mind back to church. Tell you, they pastor got less than 10 minutes. Please bring your mind back to church. Let me close this message, please. Please, I can't even go on, please, y'all. Y'all know what I meant. Psalm 39 and 1, if the word is too important, come on. Go back and listen to it today and keep laughing. Psalm 31, Psalm 39 and verse 1. I said, I said, I will guard my ways. Lest I sin with my tongue. I will restrain my mouth with a muzzle. While the wicked are before me. Only thing I want you to see is that we have to be purpose not to sin, error, or speak what is wrong. You have to be purpose to do it. Do y'all see that? I said, I will guard my ways. Talk to us, I mean, lest I sin with my tongue. See, when we don't guard our ways, we sin with our tongue. We say what we shouldn't say. And we can't blame everything on the devil and demons. Well, the devil made me say it. No, the devil had nothing to do with it. Romans 8 talks about how when we are carnally minded or we're in the flesh, that the carnal mind produces death. See, if you carnal minded, you're going to talk like it. Come on, somebody. If you're carnal minded, if you're in the flesh when you talk, you're going to sin with your tongue. You're going to say what you had no business saying. Now, notice that he says, 
that we can use our tongue to speak death and life or in the power of the tongue. Pastor, how should I use my tongue? We need to use our tongue to speak in accordance with God's written and revealed word. Use your tongue to speak in accordance with God's written and revealed word. John 10 and 10, Jesus said, I have come that you may have life Come on, church. And have it how? And have it how? And have it how? See, Jesus told us why he came, that we could have life and have it more abundantly. Now we got to practice, be purposed to use our tongue to speak life. To speak life. Let's close in Deuteronomy. Use our tongue. Remember what Solomon said? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Power has to do with ability. The ability, how we use that tongue. Come on, somebody, as you turn it, we close it right here in Deuteronomy. How you use that tongue matters. Use your tongue better. If Jesus came to give me life and life more abundantly, listen to y'all, Pastor. That's how I'm going to talk. That's how I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk like he came to give me that. When the odds are against me, I'm still going to talk like I, I know what he came to give me. When, when somebody tells me it's over, now if God ain't told me it's over, I'm going to use my tongue to say about that situation, that ain't over. That ain't over. God, God's still going to bring good out of that. God is still going to bring good out of my trial. God going to bring good out of my trouble. Some of you going through something right now, and God is bringing good out of it. I said, God is bringing, but, but you've been, you've been watching how you use your mouth. Some of you, God been taking good care of you and you've been using your tongue to speak that every morning. Come on. I said, some of you been using your tongue to speak every day. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be what? Deuteronomy 30 and then we finish. Deuteronomy 30, and then we're done. Death and life are in the power of the what? Tongue. Power again meaning ability. How we use it. Got to be careful. Remember Wednesday night? When the disciples spoke death? Remember? But see, they could have easily told the storm, we going to the other side. See, they could have used their tongue to speak to that song. Hey, we going to the other side. And guess what the wonderful thing about Jesus was, being with Jesus, is that even if the windstorm did tear the boat to pieces, they were with somebody. <laughs> Come on here, Deacon John. They were with somebody that could have told all of them, we don't even really need the boat. We can walk to the other side. But that really would have really took using their tongue better than how they used it. Amen? And see, sometimes, why am I saying that right before I close? Because sometimes we're in a storm, but we got, we got to be careful what we say to that storm. You, you got to talk to that storm. She be talking about, this ain't going to end well. No. <laughs> you let the storm know, this going to end good. This is going good. This is working.
for me. Girl, what you doing? You done lost your mind. Didn't they tell you no? Yeah, but their no is working for me. Deuteronomy 30 and 19. If y'all can get this, I'm done. And I'll be a happy pastor. Because I got to put it in the answer myself. Deuteronomy 30 and 19. Listen what Moses tell Israel. I call heaven and earth as witness today against you. That I have set before you life and what? Death. Blessing and therefore choose what? See, when you use your tongue better, you're using your tongue to speak life or you're using your tongue to speak blessings. But listen, it's a choice. It's a choice. Come on, I can't close without y'all understanding that. It's a choice. He said, therefore, choose what? Therefore, choose what? Therefore, choose. 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 Look at somebody real quick say, it's a choice. It's a choice. Notice why you need to make the right choice. That both you and your descendants may live. He ain't talking exists. They was already existing. He telling them as parents, as leaders, how you talk will affect your seed or your descendants. How I talk as a pastor affects this church. Whether we move forward or we go backwards. Come on. Amen. Use your tongue better. Amen. And I'm done. Let's give him a praise. Use your tongue better. I would that everyone would stand. Give God a praise for our subject. Give him a praise. For our main text. Come on and rest to your feet. Come on. We owe him a big hand to pray. I told you a life changing word. Improve how you use your tongue. Because see, like it or not, as y'all rest to your feet. You can even be gifted. At what you do. Now I'm talking in reference to a job, an occupation, a career. You can be good at what you do. And people on your job can know that you're good at what, at what you do. What you physically put your hand to and so forth. But it's how you use your tongue. It's the confusion that you keep going on at work. It's the chaos and the mess that you keep going. That will cause people to, to desire to separate from you. But you're good at what you do. It, it just, it's just your mouth. It's just your mouth. How many of you ever had friends that you, that, that sometimes you like hanging out with them? You like kicking it with them. When you're doing what you're doing, when you're bowling or, uh, going to the movies or going out to eat. But it, but it's the conversation. It's, it's their tongue. It's the reason why you had to say, look, I, I gotta, me and her can no longer be this close because it's the conversation that when I'm finished talking with her, I feel worse. And so I ain't about feeling worse, so 
I'm going to distance myself a little from, from her or from them. You have to be careful. God has set a great challenge in this house this morning. Use your tongue. Pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.